You've all gone the extra mile to revise this. We're in great shape for the client meeting. Thank you all. You're here for others. The urgent care is closed. Should we go to the ER? You know what? I know what to do. We're here for you. That is a little bit higher than normal, but medically, it's not a fever. Oh good, that's a relief. Have a great day, sweetheart. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> the client loved it. We're approved to move forward. Great job, everyone. Live fearless, North Carolina. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Thursday, November 14th. I'm Donald Ware. We're going to take a look at one of the box to row national games of the week as Bethune-Cookman is going to travel to North Carolina A&T. First place on the line in the MEAC. It's a big-time football game, okay? You have three teams that have two losses in MEAC play, Bethune-Cookman, A&T, and South Carolina State, who, by the way, has North Carolina Central, who's on the outside looking in with three losses, as is Norfolk State. So you have five teams that are in the race for the MEAC crown currently, but the biggest, none bigger than A&T and Bethune-Cookman. Let's start with Bethune-Cookman coming off the 16-13 loss against Delaware State. The game was in Dover, Delaware. Definitely a bad loss for Bethune-Cookman. Bethune-Cookman got behind early, um, was slow, and was never able to catch up in the football game. I would suspect, and I don't know this, I haven't talked with anybody, at least as of yet, from Bethune-Cookman, but I would suspect that Bethune-Cookman, the players probably came in underestimating Delaware State, and that's unfortunate for Bethune-Cookman because the Wildcats had a prime opportunity, and I mean prime, with A&T losing to Morgan State to take sole possession of first place in the MEAC. You cannot drop that game to Delaware State. Thus, this is where we are. Of course, I'll talk more uh, about the Aggies. When I look at Bethune-Cookman from an offensive perspective, this isn't, you know, the, the, the Bethune-Cookman, especially in the passing game, that has the offensive weapons wide receiver-wise that they've had in years past. Sure, they have Jimmy Robinson, who slash, who, by the way, I, I thought coming in would be utilized a little bit more, especially in the run game. If you look at what he was able to accomplish in the run game last year, he had in excess of 400 yards rushing. Not so much this year. He's not getting as many touches as I thought he would ultimately get this year. And the passing game isn't great. I mean, you look at Akivis Williams' numbers, he's a veteran guy. So he, he's made some mistakes. He's not going to make a lot of mistakes. Uh, a lot of mistakes. The one thing I would be concerned about with respect to the Wildcats is his completion percentage. He's right around 54%. His completion percentage was much higher last year, nine touchdowns to five interceptions. But what he's done a little bit more This year, because remember, this is his second year as the full-time quarterback. He has been able to run the football effectively. As a matter of fact, leads the team in rushing with 505 yards and eight touchdowns on the season. Also, when I look at Bethune-Cookman from a a defensive perspective, uh, it it, it hasn't, they haven't really gotten it done uh, from a defensive perspective either. Overall, I mean, teams have been able to put points up against them, South Carolina State uh, came away with the victory. I mean, at the end of the day, you you can look at all the numbers that you want to look at. 
I think at the end of the day, when you're talking about Bethune-Cookman, you're talking about a team that only has uh, three losses but has lost its last three football games. And you're talking about Bethune-Cookman coming into Greensboro uh, at North Carolina A&T for an Aggie team that also had a disappointing loss to Morgan State on the road 22-16. to and uh, they're, they're definitely going to have to tighten up. I think that Bethune-Cookman is going to utilize Jimmy Robinson a little bit more. I mean, I, we know what he can do in the kick return game. He's averaging like 28 yards per kick return. He also has a touchdown in that department. So, um, you know, we can look at the numbers. I mean, overall, Bethune-Cookman has had a good season. I think the two things that go against the Wildcats, two straight losses coming in. And then the Aggies have also had Bethune-Cookman's numbers. You talk about winning, and you talk about Bethune. Uh, you talk about A&T winning um, the last four matchups in this series, including last year's uh, game in Daytona Beach, which uh, A&T really they knocked the, uh, the Aggies knocked Akevius Williams out of the game and really ran away. It was one of the more dominating performances in this series because when you look at the last couple of series, uh, you go back to the game uh, in Daytona Beach in 2016. That was a very that was a game A&T had to to kind of come back from. Uh, when you look at North Carolina A&T again coming off the big loss to Morgan State, the 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 common thread for A&T in the law in the two losses to Florida A&M and to Morgan State was that uh, the Aggies could not get Jamaine Martin and that running game going. Those were keys. I mean, even if you look at the Duke game, got Jamaine Martin really go- really going uh, a little bit, at least even in the loss to Duke. And also South Carolina State put a number uh, on Jermaine Martin as well. So for A&T, A&T has got to be able to establish the run, has not been able to do that the last couple of games. And I realize that, if again, that's why I say when you look at Bethune-Cookman's numbers, I think it can be a little bit misleading. Bethune-Cookman not doing well in terms of stopping the run so far this year, but neither was Morgan State. I think, you know, Morgan State, was worse than Bethune-Cookman from a statistical standpoint in terms of stopping the run, yet that's what Morgan State was able to do against North Carolina A&T. So I think you throw uh, the the sort of the stats out of the window. Khalil Carter, the quarterback, definitely has to be better uh, than he was against Morgan State. And, I, 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 you know, the Aggies can have, I think, some success in terms of from an offensive perspective and moving the football. But again, the problem with Morgan against Morgan State wasn't that the Aggies couldn't move the football, it's that they couldn't get into the end zone. So you had a lot of field goals in that in that game and that's what, you know, the Aggies good between the the, the 20 and 20, but what do you do beyond the 20 when you're inside that red zone? Are you able to score? And that's actually a problem that North Carolina A&T has had the last couple of weeks. So it's something that the Aggies definitely going to be able, uh, have to be able to fix uh, in this football game. Uh, again, they're going to have to be able to establish the run. Khalil Carter's got to be better. Um, and then the receivers are very good. But the thing about Bethune-Cookman, Bethune-Cookman has a lot of speed on defense. Bethune-Cookman has um, at least one big corner that can 
matchup with either Elijah Bell or Zachary Leslie. Bell goes 6'3", uh, Leslie goes 6'4". Uh, you even throw Corey Banks into the mix, who has come on as of late. Um, but but again, the the Wildcats have some good, uh, some really good athletes on the field. From a defensive perspective, A&T has not been good at all in terms of pass defense. The Aggies have to be better. I mean, if I'm if I'm the Wildcats, um, you know, I uh, listen. My, my quarterbacks is my leading rusher. And, and again, at the end of the day, I think Bethune-Cookman runs the football well. You look at certainly Isaac Washington as a running back. Uh, Quashawn Bird uh, is solid as well. They do a good job of running the football as a collective with a three-headed monster. But if I'm, if I'm the Wildcats, I'm coming into this game like I can attack A&T through the air. You look at what South Carolina State was able to do against A&T through the air, and Corey Fields had a solid game uh, and, and really was a precursor to the game he had against Howard. Of course, he was one of our Boxer Row National Players of the Week. He had seven touchdown passes. I realize Howard isn't that good, and Howard's not A&T, but at the end of the day, Corey Fields gained the confidence against A&T, which enabled him, I think, to have the really big game against Howard. But if you look at A&T in the last couple of games, Teams have been able to have success against A&T in the passing game. The loss against Florida A&M, a lot of success with Ryan Stanley in that passing game. Even Howard, if you look at the numbers, the Williams kid, the quarterback, he's young, but on some, you know, on, on certain drives, he had some success throwing the football. South Carolina State did, and then you look at Morgan State, who has two quarterbacks, and Morgan's offense, um, from a passing perspective, not good at all. But guess what? Morgan State able to put it in the air against the Aggies. You know what North Carolina A&T is going to do. It's always been the mantra to stop the run. And for the most part, A&T has done that this year. If I'm the Wildcats, I'm putting the ball in the air and making the Aggies stop me. And it's not the necessarily, I mean, the A&T does give up some big plays down the field, but it's these little slants and these passes over the middle that kills A&T every time. So A&T is going to have to be able to put together a bit of a pass rush led by Jermaine McDaniel, uh, 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 who's had a solid season for North Carolina A&T in his first season, uh, plays one of the end positions. He's going to have to be able to be key. Maybe some of the linebackers, Devin Harrell's actually on the other side. Justin Cates is really, really good as well. Uh, Kyan Howard, maybe, uh, and some of those linebackers maybe having to put some pressure on the quarterback as well. But I think if you're the Wildcats, you're going to have and, and look to have some success. And you think you can have some success in terms of being able to throw the football against North Carolina A&T. So keys to victory. If Bethune-Cookman, the Wildcats want to win this football game, they're going to have to stop the A&T run, which I think is going to be difficult. Um, they're going to have to uh, also, from an offensive perspective, they're also, the Wildcats are also going to be able to have have to have success in the passing game. The thing about Akevius Williams, you look at the numbers, I think you throw the numbers out because he's a veteran quarterback. This is his third year, uh, and again, second year as a starter, but really third year in terms of really getting a lot of playing time, and he's going to be a veteran guy he knows what to expect from A&T the other key for the Wildcats get Jimmy Robinson slash 
the football. If they're able to do those things, the Wildcats can have some success. For A&T to win this football game, establish the run, which I think A&T can do, um, and be able to stop the passing game. Got to stop the passing game of the Wildcats because you know the Wildcats are going to be able to put the or want to put the football in the air. Probably are going to have may I mean could have success. I, I, mean, I shouldn't say probably, but could have success. But if you look at what other teams have been able to do the last uh, three out of the last four weeks, anyway, been able to have success in terms of passing against Ant. Ant is going to have to be able to stop the passing game of the Wildcats. So those are some keys. Um, I'm not going to give you a prediction uh, of who's going to win. I'm, I'm, I'm just not going to do that. Um, but it should be a great football game. I'm looking forward to the football game. I'm going to be at the football game. I'm going to be calling the football game. I'm looking forward to it. But Thune Cookman's going to come into BBNT Stadium primed and ready. And it is definitely the game of the week, a big time football game. So that's my thoughts on the Box to Row National Game of the Week, A&T and Bethune Cookman here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget to tell a friend or a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast where you can go to our website at BoxToRow.com. You can listen to the podcast online. Also, download the podcast. Take it with you. And uh, listen, just thank you for your support. Of course, Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina, the sponsor, the presenting sponsor of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. On tomorrow, it is our plan to take a look at the other Box to Row National Game of the Week, Alabama A&M and all State. Talk with you then. Can't coming off the bench while I'm coming off the court fully drenched. Hey, got some hate rain, get your thirst quenched.